Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. State Treasurer Thomas Ravenel has been arrested. A woman tells Charleston police she was raped by Thomas Ravenel. That's Ravenel's former nanny to his kids. Ravenel denies the rape accusation. I'm not saying anything negative about Thomas because I don't want to be sued. Sorry. Guys, we got everything but the birds and the bees and the one, two, threes. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm here to recap Southern Charm. I'm going to try to recap every episode this season of Southern Charm. I'm doing my best, but we might not get to it every week, but I'm hoping to under-promise and over-deliver. But I'm so excited it's back. I love Southern Charm so, so much. I feel like it's one of those reality shows that gives us everything. It gives us laughs. It gives us drama. It gives us villains. It gives us theme music. Although, like I said, we didn't get that theme music this week. We did get a mm-hmm. <laughs> That's... <laughs> One of my favorite stylistic choices of Southern Charm is like, we'll be in the middle of a scene and they'll be like, Thomas Ravenel's arrested for rape charges. And then it'll all of a sudden be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like such, you know, out of nowhere, you'll just hear it. Mm-hmm. Like there's custody battles between Catherine and Thomas Ravenel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh, it's the best, you guys. It's the best. Not those things, but the mm-hms are the best. I could live with an mm-hmm in between every scene if it was up to me. But I love this show. Again, I'm so excited. We got new characters. Madison, you guys, is totally a Jessica Simpson knockoff, which I love a Jessica Simpson. This is like a Walmart version of Jessica Simpson circa Take My Breath Away. I'm so excited for this Madison, who's Austin's new girlfriend. Right when I saw her, I was like very into her. And then I was like, why am I so into her? And then it like clicked in my head. I was like, oh, fuck, because she looks like Jessica Simpson. Of course I love her. It was like taking me back to Newlyweds days. Like, I'm ready to reboot Newlyweds with Austin and Madison, or Madison, whoever else she wants. I couldn't get over it. It was like Take My Breath Away era, Jessica Simpson, where she does a little bit of the baby voice and the whispering. Remember that song? It's like, Take My Breath Away. <laughs> She'd whisper that, like, baby voice throughout the whole song and then hope to find the note by the end. There'd be, like, one long note at the end. All of Jessica's ballads would be like, Take my breath away. And then at the end, she'd hope to hit that note, which she never hit. She could never find that note. But at the beginning, take my breath out. Girl, you should have been holding on to that breath. She needed that breath to find the note. <laughs> she should have never given away any breaths, Jessica. I mean, honestly, she could never find that note by the end. She was looking for it to the high heavens, hoping it'd show up on her doorstep, knock on the door and say, here's the note. Jessica could never find it. <laughs> Jessica needed to hire a detective to find that note. And let me tell you something, it never came. It was like a boy I dated in college with erectile dysfunction. It never came. <laughs> it never came. But God, I love Jessica Simpson. I love her music and I miss her. And Madison is going to be the surrogate from now on. That's who I'm going to have to look at to get my Jessica Simpson fixed because Jessica's not coming out of retirement anytime soon to sing a I'm loving angels instead. <laughs> I 
I love a Jessica Ballad. Oh my God, you guys. I know you're tuning in for a Southern Charm recap, but you're getting my Jessica Simpson impression. <laughs> Take my bath away. She could never find that note. That note was knocking on everyone's door, but Jessica's back in the late 90s. That note was knocking on Christina's door, Mariah's door, Celine's door, Whitney's door, but no, it was a no-go at Jessica's house. She didn't hit, she didn't find that note since I want to love you forever. Anyway, you guys, let's get in. <laughs> I'm loving angels instead. <laughs> oh, excuse me. You guys have had a lot of sugar. I've had a lot of sugar for this recap because I already did a Real Houses of New York recap, and now I'm here doing the Southern Charm. You get three episodes this week. Here I am, out loud and proud, and I'm ready to recap this show. Before we get into the episode, I want to say there are some t-shirts for sale on if you go to everythingiconic.threadless.com, you can get Wow Bethany Wow t-shirts or I'm on the Brim of Freaking Out t-shirts. They're available. If you want to join the Patreon and support this show, do that. I would love it. And uh, find me on social media. But that's neither here nor there. The point is we need to talk about the Southern Charm episode, which I loved. Again, I feel like Southern Charm really knows how to make reality TV. And I was thinking about why. And I think a lot of that has to do with Whitney, both being in the episode And he's, like, in the episode, but producing it. And I just recapped The Real Houses in New York, and I was saying, like, we need someone to sort of guide the action and ask the narcissistic cast members questions. Because the narcissistic cast members, they're not asking each other questions. So we need someone in there who's going to get to the bottom and kind of steer the ship. And Whitney does that on Southern Charm. So does Danny on Southern Charm, which Danny's still not a main cast member, but, you know, she's in the episodes. Feel bad for her. But anyway, we need people like her. To just kind of make things move along. That's what Cynthia does so well in Atlanta Housewives. Like, we need some boring people just to make sure that the action is going in the right places. And that's why this show is so, so good. This show also knows that despite the villains being so unlikable, we need the villains. All of these shows need villains. They're soap operas. So we need the Ashleys and the T-Ravs. I'm very happy that they got rid of T-Rav, don't get me wrong, because he's a true monster, and I feel like he just crosses the line too far. But we still need villains. And this show knows that we can't have T-Rav, but we need to get someone else in there. So we got Eliza. And that's what, I hats off to Whitney and whoever else is fucking producing this show, because they know we need some villains. So they gave us Eliza, just when I thought this show was going to be boring, because we had no Ashley, we had no T-Rav, we get Eliza in there, and all was good. So I'm very happy, very excited about where this season's going. I think we're in for a good show. I don't know that anything could compare to last season. I want us to adjust our expectations, because last season was some of the best reality TV. Like, it was perfect reality TV. I encourage you all to go watch last season. Because it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We open with Catherine calling Danny. Again, Danny's still not a cast member. But Catherine just came from seeing T-Rav. So we're getting a lot of T-Rav stories. Apparently, he was just arrested on rape charges. We see the news footage. He allegedly denied it. But all the cast members are talking about this. This is like all the... Um, all the hoopla, or I don't know what the word is. The, all This is all the chatter in Charleston. <laughs> this is the chatter Charleston. And it's all about T-Rav. So all the cast members, we see them talking about T-Rav. All the f- cast members are filmed talking about it in their confessionals, except for Danny. Again, Danny's not a cast member. Poor girl. She's not getting that apple, or whatever the fuck they would hold in this. I know they don't hold anything, but, you know, I feel like Danny should get at least a paycheck. I hope she's getting a paycheck. So. Cameron says that she doesn't want to say anything negative about Thomas because she doesn't want to be sued. And I get that. I would feel the same way. I wouldn't want to go to court. I wouldn't have to deal with any of that. So we just get all of their updates about T-Rav, and that's obviously going to be the focus of this episode and maybe more throughout this season. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to 
Sorry, that's going to get old. I'll stop, I promise. <laughs> then we cut to Patricia calling Michael, and uh, she's getting a martini from Michael. So Patricia lives in this very upscale southern house, although I don't care for the decor in it. I do respect that it's very upscale decor. And if I was wealthy, I would probably have that kind of decor as well. And I, again, I respect it. I like, I like all the little Patricia stuff. And I'm glad they give us Patricia because they know that's what we want. We want to see Michael with Martini and Patricia. Those are the scenes we like. It's fun. And they start acting as the audience surrogate for the show. So Patricia says she wants to throw a party for Whitney because Whitney's back in town. And Patricia says, I got to think about the guest list. And then Michael and Patricia go through the cast. And this is perfect because it's catching us up to speed. It's telling us who's in the main cast. Notice they never mentioned Danny. (laughs) Danny was invited to the party, but she didn't get mentioned by Patricia or Michael. But they go through the cast list. And Patricia reveals that she's friends with Catherine, now yay. Very excited about that. And then Patricia says that T-Rav was very convincing against Catherine. So originally, Patricia didn't like Catherine, and that's because uh, T-Rav was giving everyone uh, bad information about Catherine. And I'm glad that Catherine's in good graces with everyone, because I love my Catherine. She's stunning. She's never looked better. I want Catherine to win. We all want Catherine to win, right? We're all rooting for her. She's been through too much. Later in the episode, Cameron said, like, you've lived a hundred lives. And I agree. I want Catherine to just have a nice life from now on. I don't want any mischief. I don't want any trouble. If anyone comes into her life and causes mischief, I will somehow step in. I don't know how. I don't know these people, but I will somehow step in. I will take to the microphone. (laughs) I will do whatever I can to step in. And I wish somebody would have stepped in earlier. Quite frankly, I was watching season one episodes. They were replaying it on Bravo the other day. And I was thinking, I wish I could reach through the screen and both comb Cameron's hair and also steer Whitney in a different direction. Or steer Catherine, rather, in a different direction. But, you know, say lovey. Anyway, mm-hmm. then we cut to <laughs> then we cut to Danny's apartment. I was shocked that we were filming in Danny's apartment. Catherine walks in, she hugs Danny, and this was one of my favorite moments. Catherine said when she walked into Danny's apartment, What are you up to, painting? And look, Danny wasn't painting. She was just wearing a shitty outfit. <laughs> oh, geez. What are you up to? Painting? No, I'm actually not. Danny can't afford a stylist because she ain't in the main cast. So she did her best. Danny's wearing whatever the fuck she can. She don't have the money. She got to pay for that apartment. She's not in the main cast. Okay, so I felt bad for her in that moment. Catherine's like, oh, you must be painting because you look like you've been painting all day. And poor Danny was like, nope, nope, I wasn't painting. I was just watching TV. It's just living my life. I think she said something like that. Like, nope, I was just, I think she said being boring. What she really meant was like, I was just living my life. This is how I look. Like, I'm doing my best. Danny's doing her best, and she doesn't get the same paycheck as the rest of these people because she's not in the main cast. I hope that she's getting some sort of paycheck, but we don't know. She might not be getting anything. She might be doing this pro bono, in which case we need to start a GoFundMe for Danny because she needs to get out of those clothes. I'm not saying she needs a stylist, but she shouldn't look like a painter. She shouldn't look like she's been painting all day. So somebody, let's start a GoFundMe. I don't know how we do that, but you know, somehow let's make it happen, get some funds together for Danny and some new clothes, and maybe a paycheck, and let's get her in those opening credits. Ba-ba-doo! We need to get her in there. I want to see Danny in the opening credits. One of these seasons. It's been how many seasons? Let's get her in the opening credits. I want to know more about her. Show us her life. Get all these other new people in here. Then, let's see. We see Catherine's hair looks great. Did you notice? It seemed like a darker red to me. That's what it seemed like. It's revealed that Ashley was posting pictures with Catherine's kids on social media, and I would be livid. 
if I was Catherine, I'm not, but I would be so livid if some other woman was taking photos of my kid. And we saw that on Beverly Hills Housewives. Do you remember Brandy used to get mad that Leanne Rimes was posting pics with her kids? And no matter who, I wouldn't care. I would be so pissed. I don't care who the woman is, unless it's like my mother or something. But if I broke up with my husband, and then my husband met someone else, and that other person was taking photos of my kids, or with my kids, I don't even care if they were a good person. I'd be so fucking pissed. I would be crying in the shower, and I would just be livid. So the fact that Ashley's doing this, Ashley's such an awful human being anyway. The fact that she's doing this, like, Catherine, I, I bravo to you for not, like, going to Ashley's house and smacking the, you know what, out of her, because that would make me so upset. I don't promote domestic violence, but I'm just saying good for you, Catherine, for having some restraint, because not most of us would. Anyway, then we see a flashback of Ashley calling Catherine an egg donor to Thomas. She was such trash. I think people online call her Trashly. Ugh, she was the worst. Although I will say that last season was so good because of Ashley. I mean, she was like a good reality TV villain. I'm not sure that we need much more out of her. Like, that one season was enough. I'm glad we're moving on to Eliza. But she was a good season. I will give her that. For, like, reality show purposes. We've been on such a ride with Catherine and Thomas, though. We've been there since the beginning. Since the beginning, we saw the flashback of the meeting, and... Ugh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then we cut to Cam going to Craig's house. Wow, Craig, wow. We gotta talk about his dog. Wow, Bethany, wow. Craig got a dog named Bethany. Got a dog named Bethany. Named it Bethany. Bethany. He named it Bethany. Now, let me tell you something. Craig's in the Bravo universe. He surely knows Bethany Frankel. He's at least heard of her. Who hasn't? Let alone someone who's on Bravo. So what does this all mean? I need answers. Does Craig have a crush on Bethany Frankel? Is he friends with her? Was he just inspired by the name? I don't know, but I need answers. Why did he name the dog Bethany? It's not a traditional name. I do love when people name their dogs after humans. It's real fun to say, like, hey, Frank, and then it's like a dog. (laughs) Frank, stop pissing in the bush. And meanwhile, it's the dog. I like that. And I like the fact that Craig is at his house being like, you know, Bethany, stop shitting on the floor. Bethany, clean, you know, no more shitting in the house. Which I'm sure at some point Jason Oppie has said to Bethany Frankel. I don't know. I haven't been inside their home, but I would imagine. The point is, I love that Craig got a dog named Bethany, and I'm I'm truly obsessed with it. Wow, Bethany, wow. I'm loving it. And I'm loving Craig. You know I love my Craigie. He's so handsome. He's got that little scruff going on. His house looks nice. It's clean. It's decorated. He had just gotten home from Bahamian. <laughs> Did I say that right? Bahamian. I don't know. Craig got home from a Bahamian excursion. He was there for three months. Just like the movie Wild, Cameron said it was like how Stella got her groove back, which I love. And Craig said he's never seen. I was like, I'll watch it with you, Craigie, if you want. But his house looks great. I was so proud of him for getting his shit together. Truly, I mean, we've been waiting for Craig to just shit together, and now he's like a catch. Isn't he a catch? I would catch Craig. Ah, sorry, Matt. I'm leaving you for Craig. I do. I don't know what it is. I've always loved Craig. I think it was when he started sewing, that was when I really fell in love with him. Because he's just, I don't know, so on. Speaking of people I'm in love with, Naomi, I love as well. Naomi is Craig's ex, and she's got a new man named Matul. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Apologies if I'm not, but I think it was Matul. He's gorgeous. They're both, a, they're a very hot couple. I mean, seeing them together, I mean, I was wet. Watching them together, working out, he has amazing arms. He's giving me very kind of Eddie from Real Houses of Orange County vibes, however, in the gym. Like, I don't like, 
he was kind of telling her how to work out and stuff, and I don't like that side of Matul. It was very Eddie. I don't even remember his name on Orange County Housewives. You know Eddie. Tamara's Eddie. I fucking hate him. And Matul was giving me a little bit of that vibe. So I'm hopeful that we'll steer him in another direction. Maybe outside the gym, he won't look like Eddie at Cut Fitness. But he was giving me that vibe. And then apparently he's going to be an anesthesiologist, so he's smart, he's successful. I'm really into this Matul so far. Then Naomi starts talking about Craig. We see a little flashback of her yelling at Craig. I'm very nervous at this point about Craig meeting Matul, the two loves of my life. I'm very nervous for them to meet later on in the season, but I'm also very excited about it. I think it's going to be a good meet and greet. So then we cut to Craig, who says Naomi's more upset about the breakup than she's letting on. So we just saw Naomi seemingly so over the breakup. And then here's Craig telling us that she's not over it. What's the truth? Oprah Winfrey, what's the truth? So what's the truth? We need to know. Then Craig is talking to Cameron, and he says, the Bahamas are, why do I keep saying Bahamas weird? The Bahamas, the Bahamas, the Bahamas are so good for people, he says to Cameron. And he encourages her to go. And she's like, I can't, I have like a life here. You know, she's got a child now, Craig. She can just go to the Bahamas whenever she feels like it. She cannot just hop on a plane and go to the Bahamas. Anyway, <laughs> Cam says she needs weed. Apparently everyone there smokes weed, which I didn't know. I think they've mentioned it on Watch What Happens Live. Maybe Shep did once or something. But I did not know the rest of them smoke weed, which I support. But I don't think it's legal there, is it? I don't know. You guys here in LA, it's legal now. And it's just like everywhere I go, there's just people smoking weed, which is a great world to live in. It's not Everyone's happy. Everyone's relaxed. They're chilled. It's not bad. Everyone should do it. Every state should have it. It's like no one's getting in trouble or nothing. It's actually just relaxing people more. So let's get it legal everywhere. Then we see Chelsea. You know, Chelsea. Um, She is buying a surfboard. Now, the surfboard retailer looked like he was from a Harmony Corinne movie. Did you notice him? He had very bleach blonde hair, and I want to know his story. Kathy Lee Gifford taught me that everyone has a story. I want to know this surfboard uh, retailer's story. Everyone has a story Different as night and day And everyone has their own journey Some follow their path Some wander away Tell me more, tell me more. So Shep shows up. They start looking at surfboards. Chelsea reveals that she owns a house now. It was 335000 I believe she said. Which I thought, oh my god, I wish I lived outside of LA a lot of times because houses here are so expensive. Anyway, then we cut to Austin at the coffee shop with Jessica Simpson. I mean, Madison. <laughs> oh, I love Jessica Simpson, you guys. But it was all... Remember when she did Little Drummer Boy with Ashley? It was like... Pa, 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 pa. <laughs> I hope you all escort the dogs out of the room when you turn on my podcast, because no telling what I'm going to say or sing. (laughs) Certainly the dogs in the room cannot handle me singing Jessica Simpson. If you have any dogs named Bethany, escort them out of the room. Anyway, Madison is wearing a very interesting outfit. I was intrigued by this outfit. It was sneakers, a skirt, a white top. I thought, what is this look? Couldn't make heads or tails of it. Don't know where she was coming to or, or coming from or going to. 
It was just something. It almost looked like late 90s. I mean, it looked like when Jessica Simpson came out, when she came out like uh, from I Wanna Love You Forever. You remember her first song? It was like that white top. I feel like Jessica wore something similar in that video where she's in the airplane hangar. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I don't know what Madison was thinking when she put this outfit on. She looked amazing, though. She's gorgeous girl. But it looked very, it looked like when Jessica Simpson was trying to trick us into thinking she's a good singer. When she first came out, we all thought she was a good singer. And then later we came to find out that she was bamboozling all of us. Maybe Madison's bamboozling all of us. Who knows? But she was wearing, were they Keds? They were some sort of sneakers. But she looks like Jessica, truly. Then Shep, back at the surf shop, says that Madison and Austin are not good for each other. And then we see the video, which if you follow some of the blogs, they've all posted this video back when it came out. It was Austin with two other women in the house, and Madison comes over to Austin's house and sees the two girls. So we hear the two girls in the background. And then Austin's calling Madison crazy in the video. Like, fuck you. He's like gaslighting Madison. And like, fuck you, Austin. He was saying Madison's crazy when Madison just came to his house and there were these two girls there and their panties were like all over the place, willy-nilly. And then tries to blame it on Madison, like telling Madison she's crazy. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Some of the men on this show, wow, they really rile me up. I mean, aside from Craig riles me up in the good way, but the rest of the men, wow. Wow, Craig's dog, Bethany, wow. I get really upset about it. Because it's like the men, like between T-Rav, Shep, Austin, they got that, what Chelsea says is the good old boy system. And I just can't handle it. And like, he cheated, he was cheating on Madison. She caught him in the act. And then it's her, her she's the one that's crazy. Like, fuck you. She's so beautiful, and she's not crazy at all. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Patricia's house. <laughs> and, look, they're getting ready for this event. And I see some of the food. I want to eat the food. It looked delicious. Whitney shows up. Again, he's the producer of the show. And this is where I wrote in my notes, I love this show. I truly do. I think this is one of my favorite shows on Bravo. New York Roni is my number one. But Southern Charm is, like, right up there alongside Roni Vanderpump Rules-ish. Like, I'm loving Summer House this season, too. I think I've mentioned that. But Southern Charm, to me, is like one of the best, most consistent. Also, Married to Medicine, too, is always consistent, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, Danny and Catherine show up. Catherine has never looked better, although she is wearing an outfit with, like, animals on it, like leopards on it, which was a little bizarre. But she looks stunning. Hair and makeup, flawless. And it was the first time she was over... Since that time, she had slept with Whitney at the house. And then this was interesting. Everyone starts to show up with different people. So we're getting the full cast, plus our side characters, plus our Dannys. And Naomi shows up with her gay roommate, Wilson. So unfortunately, we're not getting her boyfriend showing up, Matul. But, Matul. I I hope I'm saying that right. And then, again, we just have uh, Whitney's on camera, just sort of directing this thing. Cameron shows up with Dr. Eddie, her gay friend, and apparently Dr. Eddie knows Patricia. And he's been on the show before. We've seen him sort of in the background. But Dr. Eddie goes up to Patricia, and Patricia says, we'll have to go out and do something cultural. Now, what she means is that they need to go out and get fucked up with some drag queens and make out at the end of the night. That's what she really meant. But I guess this was the classier Southern way of saying that. She said, we'll have to go out and do something cultural. Now, let me just flip to Roni for a second. If this was Sonia and Sonia was meeting her gay friend, she would have said, we need to go out and get fucked up with some drag queens and make out at the end of the night. That's what Patricia meant. 
And look, I'm here to I'm here to translate some of this language because in Southern Charm, we get a lot of different things than we do on the other shows. There's a very Southern way of saying things. And so I'm here to do my best to translate. So what Patricia Pat was really saying was they want to go out and get fucked up with some drag queens and make out at the end of the night. That's what she was saying to Dr. Eddie. So I'm going to do my best to translate as we go this season. But that was just something I thought, you know, we all need to know. Then Craig shows up with Caroline, who's we're just meeting for the first time. And she looks a little bit like Naomi. I didn't think much like Naomi, but he shows up and brings a pillow. He says to Patricia, it was a, it's a gag gift because I never finished that other pillow. Patricia threw it away. I'm certain that Patricia threw that fucking pillow away. It was in the garbage, and I would have taken it. I want one of Craig's pillows, but Patricia certainly threw it in the garbage. Or, like, you know what, I feel like Patricia maybe, like, threw it outside, and then her dogs could, like, play with it when they go outside or something, you know? Like, or maybe she was like, Michael, get rid of it, and then Michael took it to his quarters. You know, Patricia certainly never used that pillow or looked at it again. And that's a shame, but it's the truth. Then. Craig says it's too painful for Naomi to see him and to talk about their relationship. And Craig's leading us to believe that Naomi's really upset about this. And I'm very curious to see how this season goes, if it will be revealed that Naomi is upset about it, or if, in fact, Craig is just bullshitting us. Then we talk a little bit about Catherine fucking Whitney. That happened early in season one, I believe, and then apparently maybe happened in the summertime. We see someone named Dr. Billy show up, who's Whitney's friend. And for a second, this Dr. Billy I thought was JD. And I fucking hate JD. You know, I don't hate a lot of people on these Bravo shows. Truly. I always say on Vanderpump Rules, on Housewives of Beverly Hills, like, I only hate Ken and Pandora. Like, for the most part, I love the main cast members of these shows because they give us so much. So a lot of times people write me and they say, I hate this person. Or when I have a Bravo celebrity on the show, oh my god, you guys, I get so many messages from people saying, I fucking hate that person. Can't believe you had them on the show. How dare you have, you know, Katie Maloney on the show, people say to me. And I'm like, okay, let's chill out. We're watching a show about servers. But that's not the point. The point is, I don't hate these people. But I do hate a couple of them. and. JD is one of those people. T-Rav was one of those people, but he's for sure gone. But JD is definitely one of those people. I hated JD with that bourbon. Ugh. Fuck you, JD. But so I'm glad it was not him. I'm certain JD will show up at some point. Like a cockroach, he'll just come crawling out of the woodwork and we'll see him. But for now, for now, at least, we have no JD. But I love everyone else on this show. I love the Southern Trump. I love Craig. I love Naomi. I love Chelsea. Austin, I'm kind of pissed at, but Madison, I love now. Patricia, love. Michael, love. Anyway, then we see Shep, who shows up with Eliza, the new villain. The new villain. It's revealed that Eliza is close, close with Ashley and T-Rav. Woo! This is intense. When Eliza showed up and it was revealed that she's close with Ashley and T-Rav, and then they showed that flashback, she's the new villain. This show knows how to fucking produce good TV. Bravo to bravo. Clap in my hands. I was standing up and clapping watching because they know how to produce a good fucking show. Most shows, let me tell you something, most shows on Bravo, the Housewives franchises, or even Vanderpump Rules maybe, most of these shows, they get a villain, everyone turns on that villain, and we call for that villain to get off the fucking show like we did with Ashley and T-Rap. Most shows then would spend the next season with no villain, and we'd get a boring season. Beverly Hills is famous for this. Every time they have a messy person on the show, they get rid of them. And then we spend a season with no villain. Remember, uh, what was her name? Eden Sassoon. Crazy as fuck. But she was 
at the end of that season, a good kind of crazy or Brandy Glanville or Kim Richards. It's like, we need these crazy people. But Beverly Hills, when they hear people complain about the villain, that doesn't mean we don't want any villain. We need a villain. So what Southern Charm is doing great is they brought in a new villain. Good for you. Bravo, bravo. Then it was revealed that Eliza is very young. She's very young. She just got out of college. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then Michael rings the bell for dinner. They all go to the dinner table. And I learned something this week. So somebody is looking at the place settings. I forget who it was. Maybe Cameron or someone is looking at the place settings and says, oh, wow, this handwriting's so beautiful. Now, I'm going to do a little humble brag. This week, I got a package from Michelle Pfeiffer, my queen, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> of course, you know her as Catwoman. She sent me a handwritten note, and her handwriting was flawless. And I learned that in order to have class, you have to have good handwriting. I think it's a very important thing. And so now I saw it with Patricia, and I saw it with Michelle Pfeiffer. And so now I'm realizing that that's something I need to work on. My handwriting's terrible. So I'm going to be working on that this week. Everyone, uh, keep me in your prayers. <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense. Anyway, I just wanted to brag about my Michelle Pfeiffer note. <laughs> she sent me her Henry Rose perfume, and it's wonderful, and I was so excited. And I love her. Then, let's see. Oh, it looks so hot. They're eating outside, and I was like, oh, what, how miserable. Chef even had said earlier in the episode that it was so hot there. And I thought, oh, I hate eating outdoors. You know when you go to a restaurant, and they're like, do you want an outdoor seat? I'm like, fuck no put me inside by the air conditioning, or I'm out. Like, I'm not interested in sweating while I eat. I sweat while I eat anyway, because I'm eating so fast. I'm a quick eater. But I don't need to be sweating, you know, because of there's no air on. Like, don't be cheap with the air conditioning. Put me next to a fan, an air conditioning, an icebox. I don't care what it is. If you have to seat me next to the freezer in the kitchen so I'm not sweating, that's fine by me. Rather sit there than outside. In the summertime, they all tell you, especially here in LA, every single place you fucking go to, they're like, okay, we're going to seat outside. I'm like, you better put me indoors. I want to be sitting on a, you know, a seat that's been pre-frozen. Anything to prevent me from sweating. I sweat enough as it is. I'm a heavy sweater. In middle school, I had to go to the doctor and get prescription strength sweat guard. They had to give me this prescription deodorant. And look, it still didn't even work. I remember going back to the doctor and they were like, did it work? I'm like, nope. Just kept sweating through it. Anxious people sweat. So I would be very upset that it was so hot there. Okay, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and finish this episode. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. Then people are saying that Catherine and Whitney hooked up again in the summer. Chelsea asks Whitney if they hooked up. A lot of people online seem to think that Whitney and Chelsea are gay, but I don't get gay vibes from Whitney. They did hook up, though. I think. Whitney and Catherine did hook up. I truly believe that happened. Then we cut to Cam. Cam starts talking about how Shep is sterile because he fucks everything that walks and then still hasn't had any kids. And then Eliza chimes in that Catherine should be Shep's surrogate. So they're all joking around and Eliza says, Catherine should be Shep's surrogate. And it was a very odd moment. Very odd moment. But I like it. She's a villain. She's a good villain. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to everyone leaving the dinner table and spreading out. Eliza asks if she could talk to Catherine. Now, I was like biting my nails. I was so excited for this conversation to happen. Now, Eliza says to Catherine she wants to be friends. And then Catherine, in the most flawless way possible, says, without skipping a beat, I didn't even know you still lived here, and my coattails are worn out. Wow, round of applause, you guys. Round of a fucking applause. Stop what you're doing, give a little clap. Because Catherine, it was so good. I don't, my coattails are worn out. Ugh. Wow, Craig's dog, Bethany, wow. I loved this. It was amazing. It was amazing. Flawless, iconic Catherine. I love her. I'm rooting for her. We all are. I don't want nothing bad for her. And I don't want another villain to spice things up with her. My only complaint about the villain, this Eliza, I sort of wish she was coming in and being a villain to somebody else. I wish she was coming in to take down Austin or to take down one of the other guys. I don't like that the villain's always after Catherine, because I want the best for her. I want her to have a season where she's just having fun. Can't we just have her being one of the side characters? I want her to be like the Cameron, where nothing really is going on. You know, Cameron gets to do this show without any sort of drama. Her husband's not on the show. She just does it with her mom and the baby. I was surprised to see Cameron's baby on screen, weren't you? Because the husband will never be on screen, but now the baby is. And I normally think this is bad for a reality show when somebody won't show their personal life. But for some reason, I don't mind it with Cameron. I think because she's so likable. I don't know. She's pretty to look at. I just don't even give a shit that she's not showing as much of her life. She did say earlier in the episode that she was having trouble getting back into real estate after a successful year. Now she has the new baby. She said it's hard to get back in. And I think that storylines should be interesting to new mothers. I mean, I think a lot of mothers go through that. So I think, I don't know, I like Cameron. I don't even care. I'm just making excuses for Cameron. I don't give a shit that she's not showing the husband. 
Would I like to see it? Yes. Is it going to happen? No. But I was surprised to see the baby. And then this is the end of the episode. So then we see the season-long trailer. And coming up, one of the scenes they showed coming up is Patricia and Michael at the McDonald's drive-thru, which, again, I laughed. I loved it. I thought it was funny, even though it's so scripted. Couldn't be more scripted. You know the producer's like, oh, that's funny, Patricia at the McDonald's drive-thru, getting a cheeseburger. So funny. I don't care that it was scripted. I don't give a shit. I liked it. And then the rest of the season, we see Ashley showing up. I think the Ashley show up is going to be a lot of build up to nothing because I heard she shows up to two filmings. But I feel like it's going to be like, I don't know. I could be wrong, but it seems like it's going to be like a big build up to nothing. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I'm excited for the season. Seems like we got a lot of different dynamics going on. We have tons of new characters. There was a couple people from last season, though, that like just sort of disappeared. What was that? I forget that girl's name who showed up in that weird Halloween costume. Don't remember her name, but she's missing. Love this show, though. Super excited. You guys, I hope you'll join me on this journey of Southern Charm. Bapadoo. Next week, we should get the Bapadoo. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll get more of those mm-hmm's. And very excited for Madison, Jessica Simpson. Take my bye <laughs> Oh, I'm never going to get tired of that. Anyway, I love you so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. And if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, click become a patron, donate $4 more per month. You get the bonus episodes doing one a month. I just did one uh, last week with a little roundtable discussion. Some of my favorite podcasters talking about Vanderpump Rules. That's up there. I'm doing some Real Houses of New York recaps. So please check that out if you want to support the show. I love you so much for listening. Let's take a let's do our little breathing exercises. So if you're new to the show, we do these little uh, breathing exercises at the end to just calm us down and relax. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Think about Jessica Simpson, your favorite Jessica Simpson song. Breathe out. Now today, just take a moment to listen to Jessica. Remember her music, her legacy, and let her take your breath away. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I love you. Bye. <laughs> I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 